Anthology presents Professor Challenger at the Edge of Eternity by Robert Thomas and Darren Freebury-Jones based on characters created by Arthur Conan Doyle. Part 3. Strangers on a Ship My dear listeners, when we last spoke, I had journeyed to Cairo, found Professor Challenger, and together we had bravely fought off the villainous agents of the dastardly American Theodore Harrison. That done, we had retrieved the whip of the gods from the tomb of Tutankhamun, and were leaving for the temples of Cambodia, when I laid eyes on the most beautiful woman I had ever seen. Let me go! Get your hands off me! Let go! I rushed to her aid, collecting up her things into a suitcase that a burly man had thrown towards the boat. I hastened to add that Challenger had already dashed aboard, probably to try and get top bunk. Oh dear, are you alright? What happened? Do I look like I'm alright? They took the last of my money and they told me to get on this boat and never to come back. I've been disgraced. What am I going to do? Here, let me help you up, Miss... Evangeline. Evangeline Rockwell. Peregrine. Philip Peregrine. Charmed. Perhaps you'd care to join me for dinner sometime, Miss Rockwell. Evangeline, please. And I'd love to, Mr. Peregrine. Philip, please. Philip, you shouldn't want to be seen with me. I could ruin your reputation. Oh, please, don't worry about my reputation, Evangeline. Dinner, then? Tonight? Yes, please. How pleasing. The pleasure's all mine. I am pleased by this. I am pleased that you are pleased. She was a beauty, and I nearly missed the boat as I watched open mouth as she ascended the gangplank and onto the boat. I hated to see her leave, but I loved to watch her walk away. I had never seen anyone quite as lovely as Evangeline Rockwell, and as the SS Intrepid left port, rumbling gently over the turbulent waves and out into the Indian Ocean, Siam in its crosshairs, I wondered whether I should return to London at once, Evangeline on my arm, perhaps not a victor, but a triumphant man nonetheless. Soon, the sun had dipped under the mercury waves, and the sky danced with indigo. A cloudless night where the tapestry of stars spelt destiny in their twinkling watch over the world. I, dressed for dinner and avoiding Challenger as best I could, leaving him instead to snore and flatulate in our cabin, I met Evangeline in the restaurant. Who are you talking to just then, Philip? Only myself, my dear. Tell me. What brings you across the ocean? I wouldn't have expected to see an English face amongst the travellers here, much less one as handsome as yours. If I were to tell you the full story, my dear, it could send you into a shock from which you may never recover, and would certainly spoil the delicious scallops. I will have the scallops, please. This champagne is excellent. That is sparkling water, sir, but very good, sir. And for madame? I too will have the scallops, but a bottle of Chablis would not be remiss. And some champagne, dear fellow. Very good, sir. But enough about me. Tell me, Evangeline, what led such a beauty as you to be kicked out of Cairo? It's a long story. I have time. I was entranced, encapsulated by every word, every detail of the misadventure that had brought her to Cairo. 
Something about her former diamond smuggler and soldier of fortune whom she'd fallen in with. I can't really recall the specifics. But her eyes sparkled like the fine Bollinger that we were sipping, and were more luxurious and exquisite than an extremely expensive bottle of fine champagne could ever be. The girl herself was like a scallop, brightly coloured and symmetrical, and beneath her exterior there was... Never mind. We drank and talked for what seemed like hours, spending more and more of my money on champagne and caviar, doing the dance of the coin better than any courtship that had ever been before. But alas, our romance was cut short, for, as I leaned in to kiss her... Peregrine! There you are! I was starting to worry you'd fallen overboard. You know, I was just chatting to a trader from the East India Company on my way here, and he told me that he could do me a good deal on a set of kangaroos, as I feel that having more than one would be selfish. Such was my alarm that I spilt the expensive champagne all over the expensive caviar. Oh, Dash. Challenger, you surprised me, and now this caviar is ruined. I shall simply buy another, another expensive bottle of wine and expensive plate of caviar that was, which in this part of the world was really rather expensive indeed. Don't offer to pay, Challenger. I really don't mind. I did mind. Oh, good. And who is this organism of the non-mobile over-producing variety? My name's Evangeline. Evangeline Rock. Yes, yes, very good. George Challenger? Professor? You can call me Challenger. What are you eating? A rather expensive caviar challenger. Disgusting. Peasant food. Waiter? Yes, sir. Steak and chips, please. And a bottle of Merlot. On the same tab as Mr. Peregrine, sir. Yes. And another bottle of Chablis, please. Of course, madame. Red wine with fish, eh? I was just telling Miss Rockwell of our journey to Siam and what awaits us in Cambodia, Challenger. Were you now? Please, do go on, Philip. Yes. Please do go on, Philip. Well, as I was saying, we managed to obtain the whip of the chariot of the gods from this frightfully boorish creature in the sunken pyramid of Tutankhamen, and I don't mean Professor Challenger. <laughs> ha, ha, ha! And where do you intend to go with the whip? You said Cambodia. Why not India? Why not India, indeed? Well, having researched it. Challenger here realised that it was not in fact the city of Iodia that we needed to go to, but one of the temples in the ancient Kaima kingdom of Angkor Wat. Fascinating! What a good spot, Professor Challenger! Yes, yes it was. What brings you to Siam, by the way, Miss Rockwell? Oh, it's rather a boring story. I'd love to hear it. Another time, perhaps. Oh, I'm sure there is plenty of time. This is a long voyage. It is rather a long story, Challenger. Not tonight, eh? There's a good chap. Why don't you go and play cards or something? I'm waiting for my Can't food. You wait elsewhere? Can't you flirt elsewhere? <laughs> oh, what wit. You're very funny, Challenger. I feigned ignorance, but was bally furious and very embarrassed. But perhaps you are right. We have been talking for a long time and spending a lot of money on champagne and caviar. A lot of money indeed. Perhaps a nightcap, Miss Rockwell. I have a delicious brandy in my room. A 
very expensive, delicious brandy. I'd better turn in for the night, Philip. But this has been lovely. Perhaps we could dine together tomorrow night? And you could tell me more about your adventures? I'm particularly keen to hear the one about the dinosaurs. Tomorrow, then. Good night, Miss Rockwell. Good night, Philip. Having exhausted the last of my disposable funds on Challenger's overindulgence, the two of us retired to the deck of the ship for cigars, which, of course, I had paid for. Challenger had been very quiet for the rest of the meal, and with a great deal of courage I asked the man what was eating away at him. Challenger, what on earth is wrong, man? You've already ruined my dinner. Now don't ruin a good night's sleep, too. Wasn't there something a bit odd to you about Miss Rockwell, Peregrine? What on earth do you mean? I mean, there is something I can't quite put my finger on. But it isn't right. There's something I'd like to put my finger on, but you probably ruined my prospects. I just say you have poor taste in women, Challenger. She truly is beautiful, is she not? The hair follicles on her face do not appear to be clogged with too many dead skin cells. I'll concede that. I think I will ask her to marry me. She seemed very interested in where we were going and what we were doing. And she had a lot of questions about the web. Maybe she's into that sort of thing. History and all that. Perhaps. I'm still uncertain. We stepped into our berth and, to our abject horror, discovered that we had not been alone in using it. Papers were strewn everywhere, drawers emptied out, beds overturned. It was awful. This is awful. Challenger, what on earth do you think has happened? One does not need to be a professor of physiology to tell you that the room has been ransacked, probably by agents of Theodore Harrison. Agents of Harrison, you say? Goodness, how could he have known that we were on board? Do you think he was watching the port? I expect so. He likely has eyes everywhere. We must be careful for the rest of the voyage. He could have a spy on board. Someone we would least suspect to betray us. They must have overturned the room while we were dining. Wait a moment. Miss Rockwell. What about her? Do you think she's all right? I'd better go and check on her. I have a feeling she'll be fine. Now listen to me, Peregrine. We must act with caution from here on out. We were lucky in Cairo, but I have a feeling that we are against dangerous men with dangerous intentions. Every step that we take must be measured. Every move we make precise. Every breath we take, calm and collected. We have no idea what awaits us in Siam, and must act accordingly. These are dangerous times, and we mustn't do anything rash. We arrived in Siam an uneventful two days later. The port of Bangkok was bustling, a green haze hanging over the impoverished city. Despite the glare from the misty dawn sun, I laid eyes on my beloved Evangeline as soon as we deboated. The night before, I had asked her to marry me, and she willfully accepted. Darling, darling! Oh, there you are, Philly Willy. I was starting to worry. Oh, fear not, my darling sweet pea buttercup sprinkles. Have you found the telegraph office yet? I'm going now, my love. 
I must tell my mother and father that we'll be joining my beloved Fipsy Wipsy at the Grumpy Wumpy Professor Challenger, so they know where I am. And will you tell them you're engaged, my honeybunch ducky-wucky? Of course! I'll be back in just a moment. Don't be too long. I'll pine for you, my rose. Good Lord! What a pair of windbags you two make. I can only imagine how awful your children would be. I am in love, Challenger. Indeed. You are evidently suffering from high levels of the Eurotransmitter dopamine. Where's she going, then? If by she you mean my adorable fluffy bunny, then she's off to the telegraph office to tell her parents that she's coming with us. She's what? Coming with us. Clear your ears out to Challenger. I could tell that he wasn't very happy, but that was his misfortune rather than mine. For the time being, both Evangeline and I would accompany Challenger further on the quest, at her insistence, mind you, as she said that I really needed to see this through. And she was right. We boarded the train east, and after another uneventful night where Challenger did nothing but pout and look suspiciously at Evangeline, we arrived at the small town of Siem Reap. Having checked into our hotel, we hitched a ride on the back of a tuk-tuk, and before we knew it, we were stood in front of the majestic temples of Angkor Wat. Evangeline by my side, and the boorish Professor Challenger at the head of our group. Wow, this is beautiful! Look at the colours of the water and the sky, the trees. I never thought I'd see anything quite as beautiful as this. I already had having seen her. Oh, Christ. But she was quite right, and I'm not just being biased. The setting sun cast great burgundy shadows across the lake before the great temple, and the stones of the great ancient city glowed in the basking heat of the dying afternoon. The sky, lit with the dusk winds of Cambodian autumn, was gradually dimming to peppercorn black, and as we watched, the grinning visage of the moon winked down at us, urging us forward, daring us to enter, and to uncover what riddle lay behind the machinations of the children of eternity. What now, Challenger? Well, if I'm correct, the carvings within the temple should depict the odyssey of the children of eternity, and our way will be guided. What to do with the whip of the chariot of the gods, however, is another matter. The whip of the chariot of the gods. You had it in your trousers all along. Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, uh, I mean, that's where I'd put it as well if I were trying to hide it. In my trousers, madam? Right. Anyway, shall we? Darkness had closed in around us by the time we'd found the engraving that we were seeking. I found them. It may be dark now, but I found the engravings that we are seeking. Excellent work, Peregrine. I mean, well done, my ducky-wucky dumpling. Yes, good work indeed, Peregrine. Let me take a look. And a slot in the bas-relief too, next to the flying chariot. The carving depicted a flying chariot, casting out a great light across the people below, who bowed to its awesome power. Do you think you will fit? You should try putting it in. It's probably going to be a bit tight. I, I don't want to break it. Trust me, it's probably already been broken. There is only one whip. What if I damage it? Oh, you were talking about the whip of the chariot of the gods! What did you think I was talking about? 
Just shove it in there, Peregrine. Are we talking about the whip now? Uh, yes. Go on, try it. I inserted the whip into the slot, pushing it in nice and deep, making sure that I did it right. And with a rumble, something awakened within the womb of the old temple. A terrible crunching sound followed, and I stepped backwards, for below us the ground had begun to open up and threatened to swallow us whole. Then, bit by bit, a stairway formed, dropping deep, deep down into the bowels of the cursed city, enticing and frightening all at once. Look, a stairway. It must lead deep into the bowels of the temple. Whatever the next marker is, we'll find it down there. How exciting. I could kiss you, Pipsy Whipsy. Oh, please do. Please me very much. Not now, later. Come on. Deeper, deeper into the darkness we went, the inky blackness surrounding us, imprisoning us in its desolate oblivion, until finally, mercifully, the twinkling red ruby eyes of a statue lay before us, glittering in the light from Challenger's torch. I gasped, as the statue, human in most of its appearance, appeared to be clothed in some sort of armour, its face obscured by an all-encompassing helmet. Goodness me, another terrifying statue. What do you think this is, Challenger? I'm unsure. Some kind of ancient spaceman, perhaps. <laughs> spaceman? An ancient spaceman? Don't be absurd. That's a fine helmet. It is indeed. Let's take a closer look. We stepped closer. Around the statue were markings, carved into the murals of the chamber. Some words I recognised, others I didn't. But they filled me with dread, as the words I recognised read. Beware the children of eternity. But this is their sanctuary, is it not? Very strange. Look at this thing. It must be thousands of years old. And yet the way it is dressed seems more modern than our own technological advances. What is this? It appears to be some kind of... box. He reached for the box, and, gently wrestling it from the statue, opened it up. A disc of some kind? But what for? He peered in for a closer look, squinting in the dim light of the torch. There is something inscribed on it, but I can't quite read it. May I see? Why not? Let me take a look at the other markings. How strange. Between the symbols that look a little bit like kangaroos is an even more interesting bit. It mentions the Temple of the God of Sky and Thunder in the City of the Sun. The Temple of Jupiter? But where is the City of the Sun? And more importantly, what is the significance of the kangaroos? There are no kangaroos in Cambodia, and I should know. Well, there was at one point a Temple of Jupiter in Baalbek, which would satisfy the City of the Sun element. What on earth do you know these things, Challenger? My brain has the capacity to fit a lot in. Rather like... Don't either of you move. Evie Whipsy Woo, what are you doing? Shut up, you moron. I've had quite enough of you two and your awful jokes about women. Constant innuendo. It isn't big and it isn't clever. Well, what... What is this? A betrayal, my good man. A betrayal. Harrison, is that you? You're 
Goddamn right it is. Now put your hands where I can see them. How long have you been following us? Ever since you left Cairo, my friend. And fortunately, I had my best man on the case. Who would that be then? This guy's a real idiot, huh? Put it this way. I wish you'd shot him and not Malone. Red wine and fish. I should have known. I'll never forget how wonderful it was, George. Our traveling together. Yes, it... It was rather wonderful. Such a shame it had to come to an end. All things must come to an end someday. Particularly... Remember me this way. Evangeline. Challenger. Kissing each other. Steady on, you two. But, but uh, my sweet pea peckle flower, what about our engagement? It's over, Perry. Perry? Perry? Uh, Miss Caliber here played you for quite the fool. Caliber? That's right. My real name is Jenny Caliber. Charmed, I'm sure, Miss Caliber. Might I mention that I'm recently single? Now listen here, Theo. You won't get away with this. Oh, but my dear professor, you'll find that I already have. For now that I have the disc of ball back and the location of the next marker, there is nothing that can stand in my way, not even a pesky Brit like you. And me. You, you really, really are, are a moron, Perry. Now, Miss Caliber and I must bid you adieu. But you must be wondering, if I did not intend to shoot you, and how did I intend for you to die? Go on. How? Booby traps, my dear fellow. Harry here has already found himself caught out by a booby trap. Oh, for God's sake. How titillating, Challenger. You have entered the sacred ground. You will die. So long, suckers! Rather creatively redundant, these children of eternity. Challenger, what on earth do we do? There is no escape, Perry. You will die. You will die. There must be a way out. Not that I can see. This is it, Peregrine. I think we're... do. Could this really be the way that I would expire? Would this be the end? The statue moved closer and closer to us, and as we were engulfed in the smoke and my trousers were engulfed in something that certainly wasn't smoke, I found myself wondering aloud. How can we possibly get out of this one, Challenger? Professor Challenger at the Edge of Eternity starred Robert Durbin as Philip Peregrine, Darren Freebury-Jones as Professor Challenger, James Lawrence as Theodore Harrison, Evelyn Campbell as Evangeline Rockwell, and Robert England as the waiter. You've been listening to an anthology production written and directed by Robert Thomas and Darren Freebury-Jones.